Hello! Welcome to another episode of Lucid in Translation. This is Lucy. And this is Kim. And we are back for another episode. Can I just say, I am so happy to see your face, Lucy. Thank you! When was the last time I saw your face last week? (laughs) We literally were on a call two days ago, I think. Yeah, but I guess it's been a while since we recorded, I guess. I feel like we've said that several times during this podcast, but oh well. Yes, we are back on the grind, back to recording. So when Kim and I were catching up um, a while back, I was telling her that I kind of wanted to have like a heart-to-heart episode. And I think um, I like kind of changed my mind about it. It's because there's certain things that I wanted to mention, but I just didn't want to drag it out in an entire episode. But I think maybe a part of it will show up in this episode that we're going to do. And I don't know if this is like proper to say, but I kind of just wanted to put it out there that some changes have happened in my life. Number one, Lucy is single. Not going to go into too much detail about that, but um, honestly, like I'm much happier being single and everything worked out better with that. And I'm good. I'm honestly good. Uh, Number two. Such a strong, independent woman. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, and number two, I got accepted into that program I applied for. I don't know how much I talked about it, but yeah, so that's um, a big change is happening for me uh, next year, starting April. And there's a, there's a lot of things that I have to do to prepare for it, but I am just stoked that I have this new career opening up for me and honestly like my my life is going to change once everything starts so those are my biggest life changes yeah I mean as for me not much has happened but I am very stoked for today's topic because I feel like that definitely ties in with all the changes that you're going through and especially in this time when a lot of people might not be feeling too hopeful especially with the current state of the world and all of that. So today we wanted to dive into the topic of religion versus spirituality. How this conversation, I, I guess, sparked was we were FaceTiming with one of Kim's friends um, the other day, and she mentioned that she's going on this spiritual journey, I guess. Um, she considered herself to be agnostic, but now she's kind of trying to figure out what her purpose is. And it really made me reevaluate my own beliefs. And I've actually decided to relabel, I guess, my beliefs. Um, But we'll we'll get into our personal stories a little bit later. But to start off this episode, we kind of wanted to, first of all, distinguish like what is being spiritual and what is being religious. So for, so if someone is religious, so basically... Um, after reading a few definitions on Google, it's strictly following the traditions and beliefs of a religion. Um, it's manifesting faithful devotion to an already acknowledged reality. So, for example, Christians, they follow the Bible pretty strictly. Whatever is in the Bible is already set in stone. Um, there's no, like, to me, I feel like there's not a lot of self-exploration there. They give you the facts and you just believe it. Yeah, so I would say religion is more of an institutionalized system of beliefs and practices, 
whereas spirituality has more to do with your experience of connectivity. So, um, yeah, so religion is more object referral. So based off Mm -hmm. of your house of worship, the books of scripture, and spirituality is self-referral. It's more inward Mm -hmm. experiences, your inward journey involving a shift in awareness rather than external activity. Yes, so spirituality is more of an aspect of humanity that refers to the way individuals seek and express meaning and purpose in life, um, the way they experience their connectedness to self, others, nature, the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I see being spiritual as a sort of self-identification that you give yourself compared to like I'm only bringing up Christianity is because I considered my the last couple of years I considered myself a Christian. Um, so I'm going to be referring to that a lot. But being Christian felt like it wasn't something that it wasn't an identity I created for myself. It was something I just gave myself because I believed in God and I valued some of the teachings in the Bible. But yeah, but being spiritual to me is believing that a higher power exists, but you don't necessarily succumb to organized religion. There's there's a lot of uh, similarities and differences between both of them, and we'll definitely get into it during this episode. And I'll probably learn a lot because you've probably did like different research than me. Oh yeah, I, feel like I, I have me, a lot of like, notes jotted down. Yeah, so I feel like putting it in plain terms, religion is sort of the devotion to an external practice or figurehead. And spirituality, on the other hand, is a devotion to your soul and your higher self. Mm-hmm. So religion is a lot more structured. It's typically rule-based and governs the behavior of its members. But spirituality sort of breaks free from any restrictions and the rigid structures. Yeah, it's like creating your own set of rules. Yeah, so it's very much recognizing that you're on a pathless path of self-discovery rather than following a set of external rules. Um, they follow their own inner call to spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far you are, if you're following it step by step, um, but the one that I'm looking at is um, exclusive versus inclusive. Oh yeah, I have that down too, yeah. With, um, in the during the concept of exclusive versus inclusive. Um, Kim, Kim actually sent me earlier a website that gave a really good description and comparison between both religions. And one of them talked about exclusive versus inclusive. And with religion, religion is very exclusive. When I had, I had went to church for a little bit. I, so I never grew up going to church. It wasn't until the end of college that I started attending like Bible studies and all that. And that lasted for a couple months. And I actually stopped going because I felt like it was very, it was too exclusive for me, even within like the group of people that went to this church, there were clicks within clicks. And I just didn't like that. I wanted to, I guess a part of me did want to meet people who had similar face. But at the end of the day, it's like I went to church to explore religion, not explore my connections with other human beings. I could get that from other people. And that's like one of the main reasons why I stopped going to church. And I heavily don't 
agree with organized religion. That's just not me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to talk. Sorry. Yeah, I think organized religion can be very isolating to those who don't share the exact same views or interpretations. And as we've seen throughout history, all of, yeah, as we've seen throughout history, religion can cause a lot of issues with different groups of people because others may believe that their viewpoints are more factual and truthful than other people's. Like there's some sort of superiority complex in a way. Yeah, it's being part of like the spiritual community. It just feels very inclusive. You're never separated by any sort of identity. It's like, you know, one of the beliefs spiritual people have is we're all connected. And that's honestly what it feels like when you meet other people who consider themselves spiritual. Like when I meet other Christians, I don't know. There's just like this sort of feeling I get. It's like, oh, are they going to accept me? Are they going to accept the way I believe religion to be? Mm -hmm. Another difference between the religions is belief versus spiritual experience. Um, Religion is heavily based on your faith. A lot of uh, people I know who are religious grew up um, grew up in a religious household or they were introduced to it by a close friend or a loved one later down the line. It's not, I wouldn't say it's not something that you discover yourself because it's possible, but the world of spirituality is something you just come to experience just randomly. Maybe one day it hits you or maybe you experience something that you couldn't really explain and you kind of start exploring that area of your beliefs. Yeah, it's it's more directed towards your experience rather than uh, teachings. Yeah, and there's really no right or wrong with religion or spirituality. It's a very personal journey. So whatever you experience, mm-hmm. that is your own. No one else can compare to that. Yeah, so I, I hopefully don't want to sound like ignorant when talking about religion or anything. Um, Even though I am spiritual, it doesn't mean that I disagree with people who are religious. People who are religious just have different experiences than me, as well as like Mm -hmm. me having different experiences from them. Yeah. And honestly, if other people think you're ignorant, like, so what, you know, they should be open to other people having different opinions and different views on life. And they shouldn't judge you for that. It's, I, It's the same thing with me in terms of politics. I'm open to people who believe in opposing views, and I'm not going to judge them for what they believe in. I judge them for their actions. Because I know plenty of amazing, honest, caring individuals that believe in the opposite of what I believe in. But I guess my biggest gripe when it comes to religion is just the fact that fear is sort of interwoven into the teachings, right? So Mm -hmm. you have like concepts of sin, divine judgment, eternal punishment, and this creates a mental environment that brings a lot of worry and anxiety to an individual. Um, And it sort of influences your thoughts and behavior because of that. Question. The concept of karma, is that more of a spiritual thing? Because wouldn't karma be a form of fear as well? Well, I mean, less so of a sin, though, because... But karmic punishment is a religious thing, too. Yeah, I just feel like spirituality is a much more loving and compassionate approach to life and death, because it's supporting all humans mm -hmm. on their path to awakening. 
and it's not it's much more inclusive yeah it's kind of them accepting like whatever happens happens but i guess we can go in to sort of the reasoning behind both religion and spirituality um at the start of the article it basically pointed out that these are just two routes you can take to discover certain truths and basically since the inception of mankind and consciousness we have always had these soul questions of who am i what's my purpose and what is the meaning of life and so through religion or spirituality is typically how most people decide to find these answers for themselves Mm -hmm. and what's really sad is i know there's people out there that probably live their whole entire lives not questioning themselves like they never question like who am i and what is my purpose and that kind of saddens me sometimes, but... Maybe it's just um, not their time. Yeah, maybe another lifetime. Yeah, but basically each practice serves as a vehicle to lead people closer to the truth that they seek. So once again, it's a very personal journey for each individual. Mm-hmm. Did you want to get into uh, your journey first? Um, Sure. Um, Okay, so I guess I'll just start off at the very beginning. My family is Buddhist, and growing up, I was exposed to certain traditions such as not eating meat during a full moon, attending temple maybe once or twice a year, lighting incense and burning paper offerings for spirits. And it never really resonated with me because I didn't understand the why behind it. I sort of just grew into seeing my parents practice these rituals and being expected to do the same. Um, So my knowledge of religion is pretty scant. I remember seeing my cousin read a book and I asked her, what are you reading? And she's like, oh, this is the Bible. I'm like, what's the Bible? Um, And in, in middle school, I specifically remember this encounter with a friend who was trying to retell a funny situation that had happened the night before. And then someone had interjected and basically said that, oh, she doesn't go to church, she won't get it. And that was the first time I experienced this sort of otherness with religion in a way, because I was never really raised religious, even though I say that my family is Buddhist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all, all, so in my house, we have a lot of shrines and pedestals for deities and idols that we would pray to for certain religious holidays. But it wasn't until my mom fell ill one year where I saw for the first time my dad would be praying every single day. And this was when he had stopped eating meat to kind of show respect for the deities in a way. Um, I didn't really understand when I was younger, but that was the first example of for me to show how religion can bring hope in times of desperation. And after she got better, he he didn't stop praying. Like that was the that was what ignited that in him. But for me, it I didn't have that experience. Right? So that was his personal experience that made him more religious. But I would say what triggered spirituality for me was also a difficult time in my life. And so I would say the most difficult time in my life happened last year when I was 23. Once again, my mother fell ill. I had, I I was fresh out of college working at a job that I didn't like. I didn't have satisfaction in any facet of my life. So I was dealing with a lot of anxiety 
at the time. And this led me to practice meditation, yoga, and journaling. Um, I also became more interested in astrology, actually. I was really invested in personality quizzes at the time because I Mm -hmm. really didn't understand who I was. And so that was sort of me trying to actually understand like what I wanted because it was hard for me to even answer what I wanted out of life because that was not a question that I really thought of growing up, to be honest. Like I didn't have much self-awareness up until that point, I guess, Mm -hmm. because the way I would sort of treat my issues was sort of like slapping a bandaid on a large wound. Right. I would, I would, uh, I would abuse substances, you know, I would focus on like externalities to help what I was battling on inwardly, which obviously didn't work. And so, yeah, so I guess like during this time I was really lost and that was when I finally began to question what was factual and whether or not this is who I really was. So that led me to quitting my job like really randomly um, because like I said career wasn't good home life wasn't good but for me my home was the foundation and if that wasn't secure I couldn't really focus on any other aspect of my life and so I quit my job to focus on making sure that everyone at home was healthy and well and during that time while I was home I had a lot of time to focus on my YouTube And so that summer of 2019 was when I began to upload more videos onto YouTube. And October of that year, I had the chance to go to California with a friend. And I had never traveled anywhere else by myself up until this point because I I had a lot of guilty feelings of... It was sort of like a luxury that I feel like my parents weren't able to experience. So why should I be able to, right? But I had asked them. They allowed me to go. And... The day I was leaving from Cali back home was the day that I received an email about an interview for another job. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know how finding job goes, right? You apply to like 80, 100 jobs and you might only hear back from a few. So that was the start of me sort of surrendering to the universe in a way, because it's like, Mm -hmm. It's like I took this time to, you know, self-discover, go to Cali. And then it was sort of like I was rewarded at the very last day. And a few weeks after that, right? So I interviewed, got the job. A few weeks after, I moved to work at my new workplace. And a few weeks after that was when one of my videos started to gain momentum. And it was when it became... So you're going to have to do a lot of editing. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, I'm also just very jittery right now. But yeah, yeah. so a few weeks after starting my new job, one of my videos became viral. And I started the year of 2019 writing in my journal, I want to reach 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And by the end of 2019, I had 15,000. Damn, girl. Starting in January, I was able to monetize my videos. I mean, now I have 24,000, but... Like I said, that was sort of the start of, I felt like I was finally being rewarded after all my hardships and shortcomings, right? These situations um, basically led me to diving into spirituality a lot further. And what that means to me was diving more into myself. So questioning 
more about myself, um, doing a lot of readings, figuring out my bad habits and how to change it, and overall just focusing finally on myself. And another experience I had that kind of confirms spirituality for me was when, and I had mentioned this in a previous podcast episode too, was when this year in June, like towards the end of June, I was really struggling once again, not sure of where I wanted to go in life. Home life was also a bit of a struggle for me. And that was when I started to hear the the wind chimes, the bells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was like three days of hearing this like strong ringing in my ear that no one else could hear. You know, maybe I was going deaf. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like three days of that. And then the day it stopped, I had received an email from my first brand sponsorship. And so that was just another example of the universe giving me signs. I don't know how else to say it without sounding too mystical and crazy, like a hippie dippy mm-hmm. lady, right? <laughs> but circling back to what we said before, this is, it's a really personal journey. And I understand that strangers might not understand my experiences, but my experience is my experience, right? And so that's what made me focus more on spirituality. I hope that all made sense. (laughs) That did all make sense, Kim. Okay, yeah. So essentially, I would say my spiritual awakening happened last year. And it's a a path that I'm still exploring. So you've kind of like accumulated and processed all your previous experiences to one conclusion. In a way, yeah. So... Without these experiences, I can't say that I would be spiritual, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. my experiences made me spiritual. Yeah. Right? No, that that does make sense. And it's it's something that I still ponder about myself too. I mean, honestly, even when you consider yourself as spiritual, that's not the that's not the end of your journey. That's only the beginning. And I think I need to remind myself that because there's a lot of question marks I still have. And I think that's the exciting part. You get to learn more Mm -hmm. and your opinions change on certain things and that's fine. Yeah. I think just what it comes down to is self-awareness. So like astrology, spirituality, I feel like they're just tools to help you understand your purpose, right? Going back to answering those truths. Yes, and we're definitely going to do an episode about your interest in astrology so I can learn more too. And we'll also talk about personality tests. Yes, and how to find your purpose too. Yes, I'm, I'm honestly excited that we started this, you know, this, this path of mm-hmm. doing self-discovery episodes because uh, I think it's also prevalent during our times in yeah. our life right now. And you know and what? I definitely... feel like doing all of this inner work for myself, I can see it also influencing the people around me. I think I think now I have a really strong-knit group of friends who are also interested in self-development and improvement just like I am. And people actually notice that there's more of a spark that's going on, right? Because I'm no longer just moving autopilot. Like what I do is intentional, it's purposeful, yeah. and I feel like it's actually helping others as well. Oh, that's so nice. Honestly, like I've also started like questioning like the people around me too, um, especially people who have never really sat down and asked themselves like, what is my purpose? 
And I don't know, like, I'm not going to follow them on their journey forever, but I'm hoping that little small interaction will spark something and down the line. Yeah. And um, when, when they do figure it out, I think that's basically what a spiritual awakening is, you know, just to demystify some terminology when people finally start to dig inner, like inwardly and focusing on how to improve themselves. I feel like that is how I would define a spiritual awakening. I texted Kim this too. I, lately, I've been reminded of, were you in my philosophy class in high school? I was not. I didn't take it. Oh, fuck. No. Okay. Uh, I think Liz was in it. But I keep being reminded of a philosophy class I took in high school and how our teacher made us question these things. And thank God I saved almost all the papers I wrote then on my Google Docs. And I've looked through them the beginning of COVID. And I forgot that I had that sense of exploration. I wouldn't say, I guess, okay, am I allowed to talk about my my journey now, my personal journey? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I'm done my side, so I would love to hear yours. <laughs> uh, mine, I feel bad because mine's definitely not as extensive as Kim's, just because I think she's had more, she's, so Kim is considered spiritual. I used to consider myself Christian, but lately I've been considering myself a spiritual Christian, which I will get into more later after my story. All right. So from, I guess the beginning of my journey, I, from as long as I've known, I've always believed in the existence of God. So, which is really weird because growing up, my mom was Buddhist and my dad was a strict atheist. Yeah. And my parents have never enforced any sort of religion upon me. Like my mom occasionally would be like, yeah, like Buddhists believe in that and stuff like that. But it wasn't one of their priorities to involve me with any of that. I did go to Catholic school, my uh, pre-K kindergarten, first grade. But as a young little kid, you don't really focus on the religion that much. You kind of just go through the motions and do what people told you to do. But yeah, I, I think I remember like in maybe second or third grade, I was in my room and I was praying for something. I was praying to God. I can't explain. I honestly can't explain how I feel and what led me to that sort of belief. But yeah, it's just like this weird knowing that there's a God that exists out there. And I don't remember ever questioning it throughout my life, no matter what's happened. In terms of, okay, but even with that, believing in God, um, growing up, I told people I was agnostic only because I don't really, I didn't really read the Bible and I didn't really know what Christians or Catholics believed in. And so I thought it was just fair of me to just say agnostic. It wasn't until, let me see. The beginning of my seat, no, the beginning of my junior year, the first time I officially went to a church service, um, the guy I was dating at the time was super Christian. And I think a part of him felt like it was his duty to introduce me to all that because he actually got me a Bible too. And that was honestly, yeah, that was the beginning of a journey. And I honestly forgot how much it had impacted me just having that experience during that service. And I remember during the 
when people were saying it's just like I felt this sense of community um but anyways then senior year I roomed with one of my friends who was also a Christian and she went to church every single week and um I thought I'd tag along with her and it probably made her feel good just you know having being able to bring along a friend and introducing her to her faith and so I did that for a couple of months and that was the church that I felt like was too clicky for me. But I've honestly like enjoyed the whole experience and I've I've learned a lot. So in terms of my half, I guess, spiritual journey, I think I've started upon this journey since senior year of college as well without realizing what I was doing. I thought I was just um, doing this like self reflection, self-exploration thing for just personal benefits. I didn't really think about um, any sort of spiritual path at the time. I, you know, I was thinking to myself, um, what is my purpose and realizing what my purpose is? What do I want in life? What do I need? What am I good at? All of that was just these self-reflective processes that I just wanted to do for fun, I guess. Um, but so in terms of actual spiritual experiences, I didn't really feel it until the last couple of months, actually, especially when you have like a loved one who used to be atheist slash agnostic going through all these experiences and having that person consider themselves spiritual slash religious and being able to like witness them going through all of that, you realize yourself that like, damn, like there's more to this than just religion or God. You know, there's some other power out there. And I started questioning myself. It's like, one, I believe in God, but I don't believe in organized religion. Two, I, I do believe that, you know, we're all connected in some way. I'm like, do I even consider myself a Christian anymore? Like there's a lot of uh, teachings in the Bible that I don't believe in. And so I started researching like all these definitions of um, these terms. And right now I've come to the conclusion or I'm calling myself a, a spiritual, a spiritual question. And then when I was doing more research on that, I came across like, oh, um, you can be an agnostic atheist or a spiritual atheist. I didn't, honestly, I didn't go down that rabbit hole because I would have just gotten confused. It's just like, I feel like humans love labeling. So it's like the more we label, the more we feel connected um, towards our identity. Yeah, labeling so is I think, more so to make other people more comfortable. Like as long as you already yes. know what you are, you don't have to yeah. explain that to other people. And I think that was maybe one of the reasons why I considered myself a Christian the last couple of years, because it made me feel more closer to my identity, even though that was not my, actually, well, at the time I thought it was my identity. And then you kind of go through experience to realize that that's not who you are. So that is the less detailed version of my personal journey with religion. Um, there's definitely small things that happen here and there that really sparked my beliefs. Um, but hopefully I'll remember them and I can bring upon my experiences during episodes and stuff like that. One thing I was actually talking about the difference between being spiritual and 
uh, religious to someone. And my friend was like, so what's the difference between being agnostic though? Like the difference between being spiritual and agnostic, because technically you're not following any sort of religion. Um, but you do believe that something out there exists. And so I had to really think about it. And so the definition of being agnostic online is a person who holds the view that any ultimate reality, such as God, is unknown and probably unknown be unknowable broadly. Um, one who is not committed to believing in either the existence or the non-existence of God. So I think being agnostic is just like, you already believe what you believe in. You're not on the journey to exploring more while being spiritual is like, you believe what you believe in, but you are in the process of learning what else is out there. Being spiritual is more active. Being agnostic is just more being more accepting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like religion in general, like you said, it's bit more passive you kind of just take whatever scriptures as factual and that is and you and you um sort of embody those teachings but spirituality is evolutionary right it's all about growing and improvement so it is more active but even though we were listening like differences uh between religions there is definitely a lot of similarities between all of them and I haven't looked more into this, but there's this guy named Thomas Byrne um, who studied a lot about comparative religion. And he actually wrote a lot of books that gained fame. And honestly, I eventually want to read one of them just to get a sense, a better sense of the intellectual understandings behind it, I guess, um, and not just the the just personal experiences so how would you compare yourself before and after your own awakening an easy way to answer that is just I feel different as an individual Mm -hmm. I feel more free I feel more free and I feel more like myself I'm I'm trying to think of how to explain how I feel like more purposeful more purposeful and oh more connected with people Oh my gosh. So Mm, yes, not that I've told this to you before, but it's not that I've ever been a soulless or um, empathetic person, but after this journey, I feel a lot different at work when I'm with my patients. It's like, I feel more for them, like the situation they're in, their thoughts, how they feel. It's just really weird. It's like I'm more connected to them in a sense. More empathetic and intuitive. More like, a, not that I wasn't before. Like I said, it's just now it's like, I'm scared that it's going to become too much. Yeah, because I feel like I've caught myself at work momentarily being too emotional. And I'm really glad that I am getting out of this field because sometimes you need a tougher skin when you're working in healthcare. Yeah, I think the extent to which you can understand someone else heavily depends on how much of yourself you understand. So you're saying that I understand myself a lot more now, so now I understand other people more? Yes. It's a nice ability to have, but I feel like it can get to you at times. Because especially if they're feeling sadness 
or anger. You try to rationalize. I can feel that too. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, I was saying how whatever feelings you feel, you sort of rationalize it instead oh. of feeling it in a way, right? It's like when you're angry gotcha. or sad, you immediately think, what's the cause of this instead of just riding out the motions? So I would say that mm-hmm. could be a con of this awakening, right? I rationalize it because I don't want to feel too much. I try to stop myself. And so I honestly, that is just a journey I will be on for a while trying to sort out my, my intuitive, my intuitiveness and rationalization. Am I using those, those terms correctly? I get you. I understand it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You, you, you get me. You get me. (laughs) I know there's so much more I want to say about our beliefs. Uh, but I think this is a, it's definitely a good starting point. This is just like the first episode of our long journey to our own discoveries and beliefs and how it's going to change over time. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on a recording, but I want to have, I'm desperate for like a psychedelic experience. Mm. And I think I'll gain a lot of self-knowledge going through that type of experience. I think you will too. I feel like if you go into it with questions in mind of what you want answered, you'll come out of it gaining a lot more compared to someone who just does it for the enjoyment and ride of it. Did you know they're legalizing um, shrooms in Canada? Didn't they legalize everything in, um, what's that state? Is it Nevada? Oh, I don't know, but that's where we need to go. <laughs> Maybe that should be our first girls trip. Oh my God. Yes. Canada. Our yes. first girls trip. We're going to have a psychedelic experience together. <laughs> like some sort of like that. hippie commune or something. Dude, that would be like, um, that's going to be like a, like a birthday trip or even like a bachelorette party. <laughs> I mean, I feel like um, a lot of drugs are criminalized to repress the, the potential of the public. I don't know how. Oh, so I don't I haven't listened to podcasts in a while. But the other day I stumbled across a Joe Rogan episode with one of the, uh, one of uh, the professors at some college who taught like religion and stuff like that. And he was talking about the connection between psychedelics and your faith and beliefs or whatever. And they talked about this dude named Charles Manson, who used to be a criminal. I think he might have passed away. Notorious cult leader. Yes, yes. And it was um, this guy who wrote a book about like the Manson family and stuff. Discovered that the CIA was probably doing experiments on Charles Manson while he was in jail, and giving him access to LSD. And after his, like, experience, like, they let him go. And he started, you know, uh, cultivating this group of people that followed his beliefs, his crazy beliefs and stuff like that. And so it was just like, we've done experiments on people with psychedelic drugs, but all those documentations are just not easy to access. Because if you think about it, it's like, why, why would you illegalize drugs? Oh, the CIA has released documents basically saying that 
this is entirely a simulation and that everything's energy. Those are real documents. I'm paraphrasing that that might not be the exact definition or explanation, but there there is evidence but, to support that, that they've been researching. But it comes back to the question, like, if everyone was doing drugs, who's going to control you? I honestly think us as human beings, we need to be guided and controlled to an extent. I I do think that if everyone did psychedelic drugs, it would be a crazy world. That's why we have law and order. There are religious groups actually throughout the world mm-hmm. where you can go to for a ritualistic experience with ayahuasca, for example. I believe there's like Tibetan monks mm-hmm. who who use ayahuasca to yeah. to sort of elevate themselves with a higher consciousness. I, I want to try that sometime. Oh, that's that's gonna be too extreme. (laughs) Gotta work your way up. One day, yeah. I I heard that there was someone who took DMT and then went to become a monk very suddenly. What if I did that? Okay, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So we wanted to end the episode with just some questions for the listeners to ask themselves if they're still on a journey of figuring out what they want and maybe just questions they've never really asked themselves. And so I think a basic question that you could start off with is one, do you believe that a higher power exists out there? Another question could just be, do you believe that you have a purpose? And extending off of that is, do you believe that you created your own purpose? Or do you think someone else gave that purpose for you? Because we're all granted, we are all granted abilities or traits that exceed those of others. Um, Like, for example, one person could be, you know, super compassionate or super caring towards humanity while someone else is not. Are you going to use that ability to help others? So I think one of the first steps of any awakening is self-awareness. And so one question I have for people is that, can you pinpoint your bad habits? Like honestly, analyze yourself and jot down what your bad habits are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because everyone has vices. Yeah, you just got to accept them. And also at the same time, not let it control you. Yeah, and you can't change it without first acknowledging that the issue exists. I think this is a good way to end it. Yeah. This is a good way to start it and end it. <laughs> Circle of life. of life. This has been in really a really interesting and exciting journey with so much that has happened in my life and my beliefs. To be honest, I feel like you reaching out to me to start this podcast is also a sign from the universe. Yeah, we kind of mentioned this in another podcast before, but not that I believe in daily horoscopes, but I just so like glanced at an email that I had gotten basically Mm -hmm. saying that focus on your connections this week. Someone important is going to enter Mm -hmm. your life and it's going to be the start of a beautiful journey. And here we are. Here we are. Then Lucy receives, Kim receives text message from Lucy Chem. Hey, I got to tell you something. Wait, well, actually, what did I say? Um, I don't remember what I said. 
Oh shit! You might have asked like, a, I have a question like, for you or something. I do. I want to like scroll back just so I can screenshot that specific uh, yeah. message I sent you during that day because it's, it's going to be monumental one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I truly believe that if if you're looking for answers and if you ask, it you you will start to begin to see signs. I feel yes. First step: start asking. Keep asking. Never. St- well, okay. I don't want to say never stop asking because then there, I feel like there's an extent to how much you should be asking um, because you need to be accepting that sometimes you can't get the answers to all your questions. And if you keep asking and asking, it, it, it's just never going to stop. But I think it's a good place to start asking why yes. and continue to ask why to dive deeper. Yes. This was definitely one of my favorite episodes to do. And I'm excited for what other episodes are going to stem from this. But thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to check out our socials. We'd love to hear your input, your experiences, all at Lucid in Translation. We have Instagram. We have YouTube. Please don't be shy and rate us five star. Give us a review. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.